It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, Gronk here, calling a 30-second hair huddle. When it comes to tackling hair loss, Hims has you covered. From clinically proven regrowth treatments to thickening shampoo and conditioner. Just go to 4 for a free consultation. Then a licensed medical provider can help you with your game plan. If prescribed, Hims ships directly to your door. Get your hair back in the game with Hims. Try today and get a 90-day money-back guarantee at 4 Just go to 4 slash NFL. That's 4 slash NFL. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We said four quarters, all gas, no break. You guys did that today. Hell of a job. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. I feel like we can run the table. We're going to do it. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. You can like us on Facebook. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how the 2019 NFL season has come to a close. And it's 2020, so it's about time. No, uh, the Super Bowl took place on Sunday. The question I think a lot of Packer fans have coming out of the Super Bowl, the Kansas City Chiefs beat the 49ers 31-20. They come back from a 10-point deficit is how... Did this not happen for the Packers, A? And B, how close are the Packers to doing what the Chiefs did to the 49ers? Because ultimately, yes, the Packers beat the Chiefs, but they did so without Patrick Mahomes. Matt Moore was the quarterback in that game, and that game still came down to the very last minutes. So what was the difference? And there are a couple different things. The first That we have to point out, though, is that it wasn't that the Chiefs did such a better job with their run defense. They didn't. Kansas City, in fact, did only a marginally better job than Green Bay. They allowed 6.4 yards per carry on 22 carries. Green Bay allowed 6.8 yards per carry. Now, they had far more carries to defend, but part of that was because Green Bay couldn't score points. The Chiefs, by contradistinction were able to put together points early in the game, keep San Francisco having to play balanced. And it it seems like a a weird thing to say because usually the goal is to make a team play left-handed. And that is true. What the Packers did with the 49ers in the NFC Championship game was allow them to just get creative in in the run game because they didn't have to do anything else. And it didn't really matter because if it didn't work on first down or second down, they had something else they could get to. And they could pass if they wanted to. They just didn't have to because Green Bay wasn't able to get anything done. Now, the Chiefs were able to get enough stops, create enough third downs to make Jimmy Garoppolo have to beat them. And that is a key factor here. 
The Chiefs got the Jimmy Garoppolo turnover they needed and ultimately got two, including the game-sealing interception. The Packers were not able to create that turnover in the NFC Championship game or in the regular season matchup. And that is something that is, is a little bit lucky, or in the case of the Packers, unlucky. Those things can happen. You get just enough pressure that Jimmy Garoppolo throws off his back foot, the pressure of the moment, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, the first interception that he threw was terrible. And on the third down, the third and 10 play to end the game, Jimmy Garoppolo, or nearly end the game, Jimmy Garoppolo had an opportunity with an open receiver, just missed the throw against the Packers. It was not like the Chiefs had great defense. He just missed it. And Green Bay, in in either game, it seems like that's a play he just would have made in those spots. Sometimes the luck of the draw can get you. Now, the Chiefs are a little deeper at linebacker. I think they feel a little bit more comfortable playing with multiple linebackers on the field. They have a player like Tyron Matthew who can line up opposite George Kittle and cover him a little bit. They actually did a very good job on Kittle most of the night. The difference for the Chiefs is the number of playmakers that they have. And it was clear watching, particularly in the first half, the 49ers were saying, you will not beat us deep. And it's the same way they played the Packers. And it's the same way they played most teams. They give up the fewest big plays in the league in 2019. They do not give up big plays. And they really only gave up the one to the Chiefs, the long one to Tyree Kill that everyone watching could feel if this is the Chiefs game to win, that is the play that they're going to show Patrick Mahomes breaks contain, heaves the ball downfield to Tyreek Hill. Huge play. It changed everything in this game, and the Packers were not able to create a play like that. Not down 10, not down 7. They were not able to do that. But earlier in the game, this started earlier than that, because the Packers, in their matchup with the 49ers, were unable to get anything underneath consistently. The Chiefs have more matchup players that they can go to, Travis Kelsey being the prime example. Sammy Watkins is a better secondary receiver than anyone the Packers have, even if Tyreek Hill is, in my opinion, not as good as Devontae Adams. And Travis Kelsey is either the best or second best tight end in football. The fact that the rest of the Chiefs receivers are gadget players, speed guys, doesn't matter because those guys open up lanes for everyone else. Green Bay is at least one matchup player short. It's someone they have to find this offseason. They have to figure out how they can add that player and and maybe two to give this 49ers defense a run for its money. Now, this is a game that Patrick Mahomes did not play particularly well in. Aaron Rodgers played better than Patrick Mahomes against the 49ers in their two matchups. It just didn't have the same effect because of the two defenses. Now, the Chiefs were able to score early. Like I said, they get the turnover, and that puts them in an advantageous position to score some points, and they were able to do that. I said during the game on Twitter that the 49ers kill teams with slow linebackers, and that is true. The 49ers killed the Chiefs in the run game. They used Debo Samuel to perfection on some end arounds and some interesting run plays. Even up the middle, they were able to get what they wanted. But a couple things. 
the game was closer because the, the offense was able to keep it so. The pressure stayed on Kyle Shanahan to have to call passing plays, to have to try and create yards. And that changes. That fundamentally changes your play calling. And if you have to rely on Jimmy Garoppolo, after, after that interception, Kyle Shanahan basically said, I don't really want to rely on Jimmy G. And he showed that in the playoffs. I mean, the NFC Championship game, Jimmy Garoppolo goes 6 of 8. And similar script in the Vikings game. They basically take the ball out of his hands in the second half of that game. Do not let him lose the game. I mean, he... He threw interception in two of the three playoff games that that he played, three interceptions in total, and Green Bay was not able to create that turnover that gave their offense an opportunity to score. Green Bay has to be able to be a little bit more efficient scoring so that they make the 49ers or the Chiefs, whoever they play, because if they if they win, you know, the 49ers could lose next year and they may be playing the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. There, there are so many permutations of this. For Green Bay to be in this game next year, they need to get a little bit better at the linebacker position, and they need to add a playmaker. That is the difference right now. So the gap, I think Aaron Rodgers is right when he says the gap is not that big. The gap between the Packers and the 49ers is not that big. It is just that that matchup for them in particular is a problem because they're a playmaker short. And we're going to spend a lot of time this offseason talking about what their options are when it comes to playmakers. Who can they get? Who can they trade for? Who can they sign? Who can they draft? And it's something we're going to talk about on this show extensively. We'll certainly preview a ton of what's going on with the draft, and we're going to talk about the draft in a little bit. It is Mock Draft Monday. So this perspective is one we're going to have throughout the offseason. Green Bay is not chasing a team in particular. They are chasing an ideal, an ideal of how to play. And yes, it does matter that they're ultimately going to have to play these teams or a version of these teams, whether it is actually the 49ers or the Chiefs. They're going to have to play really good teams who have diverse players on both sides of the ball if they want to win a Super Bowl. And Green Bay just doesn't quite have the personnel to get there. And if you're worried about the success of your own personnel, BlueChew.com can help. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Remember, this isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants a little extra function to enhance his performance in the bedroom. Blue Chew is prescribed online and ships straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor visit. It's no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Go to BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use the promo code Locked On. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's BlueChew.com, promo code Locked On to try it free. Today's episode is also brought to you by Echelon. To get fit in 2020, you don't have to join a gym or pay a ton for overpriced fitness equipment. The best way to get in shape. And not just any shape, the best shape of your life is with Echelon. Go to echelonfit.com to discover their EX1 connected fitness bike that offers a high-quality at-home cycling experience at less than half the price of a Peloton. That's right, half the price. Echelon makes beautifully engineered products for everyone, busy moms, 
busy dads, busy anybody's, college students, whatever you are, single people, whatever you are, grandma, grandpa, first responders, elite athletes, whatever your activity level, they have something for you. And you'll love Echelon. If you aren't 100% satisfied, they will give you your money back. Even better right now. Go to echelonfit.com slash L-O-N-F-L to learn about their limited time, free Apple iPad, and complete details of their exclusive offer. You can get an Echelon and an iPad for less than it would cost to buy a Peloton. What are you waiting for? That's echelonfit.com slash L-O-N-F-L, echelonfit.com slash L-O-N-F-L. So in the latest mock drafts on the Draft Network, and there, there's probably going to be a new one as you're reading about this. But Kyle Crabb dropped one on Super Bowl Sunday. He has K.J. Hamler, receiver for Penn State, at 30. And I did my own mock draft. I want to talk about the, the K.J. Hamler thing for a second. But I did my own mock draft, and we're going to talk about that as well. So this is something I'm going to try and do on Mondays. Put together a mock draft. Obviously, they're going to change. I think it's going to give you a good feel for the players who could be available and the and the places that I think Green Bay is looking to target or would be wise to target when it comes to their draft options. So KJ Hamler, the case for KJ Hamler is easy. He's a different type of receiver. And while I'm not a huge KJ Hamler fan, or at least I don't think the Packers will be, I think KJ Hamler's awesome. I think he is a dynamic player. He is a water bug with the football and would give the Packers a skill set they do not have. The ability to catch and make a play and turn six yards into 60. They don't have many players who can do that. Or just take six yards and turn it into 16. They don't have that many players who can do that. The Chiefs do. They have guys. They have the players When you need to drive the length of the field, you have matchup problems that you have to create. Travis Kelsey is a matchup problem. Tyreek Hill is a matchup problem. Sammy Watkins, mm, I don't know if he's a matchup problem, but he's a useful player. How many players do the Packers have like that? It was a question I put out on Twitter last week. How many players do you have to worry about creating a 60-yard play for the Packers and can do it? with any kind of consistency. Marquez Valdez-Scantling would have been on that list and fell off the face of the earth in the second half of the season. The, the list is really Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones right now. Whether it's for run after the catchability or pure speed, they don't really have that many players. You want to have guys who can also win their individual matchups. And when you need to convert third and six because the 49ers are playing two deep safeties and everything underneath... You need to find guys that can win their one-on-one matchups, who can find those holes in the zone. K.J. Hamler can do that. Now, there's flaws in that game. He's small. I mean, he could he could check in 5'8". And that is not going to be something the Packers are super into, into. They don't like short receivers. He could come in at 175. Now, he might run 4'3". And he might, you know, blow out the agilities and and test really well and be an excellent athlete. Doesn't win at the catch point. There are flaws there. And there are going to be flaws in, in all these players. Green Bay's picking at 30. There is no perfect player at 30. Or in, in most cases, that guy doesn't exist. The player I targeted for Green Bay at 30 
was Kenneth Murray, the linebacker from Oklahoma. He is consistently there when I do these mocks. That does not mean he will consistently be there come the spring. It seems like Patrick Queen from LSU is moving up draft boards. I think he's going to run, you know, 4-4 in Indy, and and all of a sudden he's going to be a top 20, top 25 type player, and Green Bay is not going to have the opportunity to draft him. But at the same time, someone has to fall. 29 guys, only 29 can go before Green Bay picks at 30. So there, there can't be 50 guys. Now that said, I mentioned this on, a, on another show, I believe. I was putting together lists of all of the players who are going in mock drafts in the first round, and I put together a list that was almost 60 players long. So there are a lot of guys that are in that mix. But in a, and that gives you a good indication that Green Bay is going gonna, is gonna to find a quality player is still on the board there and potentially a number of quality players. Now, part of this, Kenneth Murray, is premised on the idea that I think Green Bay will take steps in free agency or trades at some point this offseason to add a veteran receiver and then address it in the draft. It frees them up so much because this is a deep draft class. You don't want to feel locked into having to take a receiver in the first round so you sign Robbie Anderson or you trade for Robert Woods or, you know, there are, there are a number of different tacks that they could take here. Then you can just let the board come to you. For example, second round, Donovan Peoples-Jones, the receiver from Michigan, a player that, that I like a, a good bit. Not a, a huge guy, but not, not a small guy like Hamler. He is not just a, a you know size speed receiver like the Packers have. He's got some wiggle. He he's got some agility and he can play. He can really play and his best football is in front of him. He's still only 20 years old. He's the kind of player that especially if you get a veteran in there, you, you have Alan Lazard, you bring EQ back and you let him develop in a year or two, he could really be a quality player for you. And then Cam Akers in the 3rd round. I, I, running back has been a spot where it seems like as I'm doing these these mocks, there is consistently value in the third round at running back, whether it's Cam Akers, whether it is Edwards Elaire. I mean, there are a number of running backs that I think could fall. I think even even some of these top backs could fall further than we're willing to admit, uh, whether it's J.K. Dobbins, Jonathan Taylor, Swift, Moss. I mean, there there are a lot of quality running backs in this draft. And I, and Green Bay, you could say the third round is too high. I don't know if the third round is too high. If you're getting good value, great. Cam Akers is, is a, a power back who can also play in the passing game. He can be your Jamal Williams replacement, so you don't have to pay him in a year. Maybe you wait a year to make that pick. Maybe you don't. But Green Bay could find value there. I think this is a good draft for that. There are so many other positions. If you get that linebacker in the first round especially, and then you you find that receiver in the second, then you the whole draft is in front of you. They don't really have that many other spots to go. Then you're, then you're looking at adding depth. You're looking at mitigating future issues potentially. And especially if they re-sign Brian Bulagi, you don't have to worry about offensive tackle. Maybe that's something at on you know day three you look into. There's always the opportunity to take another receiver on day three, a developmental type player, someone to replace the 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 Jamon Moore guy spot on your roster. You know, that the guy that you like but needs work. 
you always need those kinds of guys. Maybe there's a quarterback they like there. There wasn't when I did my mock. So it was it, it was something I considered, though, and something that I do think uh, that, that we will consider later in this offseason as we look forward. And I think the Packers could consider it, too. So I will continue to do these mocks on Mondays. We'll continue to talk about the Draft Network mocks. Send me your mocks. I want to hear what, what you think Green Bay could do or should do, and we'll talk about it. And we'll dissect it, and we'll we'll see if we can narrow down and hone in on this plan as Green Bay looks to add that key piece or two that puts them in a game like we saw on Sunday and puts them in a position to win a game like we saw on Sunday. David Harrison here, the Locked on Washington football team podcast, celebrating with you a 21-grain salute to a less boring sandwich thanks to Dave's killer bread i don't know about you guys but when i eat pizza i eat it for the toppings not the crust and when i eat a sandwich it's for what's inside the bread not for the bread but when i throw a sandwich on 21 whole grains and seeds thin sliced bread from dave's killer bread it is the epitome of addition by subtraction that thin sliced bread lets me focus on what's inside the sandwich but also adds to the sandwich with killer taste killer texture killer nutrition a subtle sweetness and a seed coated crust dave's killer bread is america's number one organic bread for a reason it tastes so stinking good dave's killer bread is made with the highest quality organic and non-gmo ingredients and is power packed with whole grains fiber and protein visit daveskillerbread.com to learn more and look for dave's killer bread in the bread aisle of your local grocery store hey listen up FanDuel fantasy players your day is about to get 20 percent better this is Vinny Iyer, host of Lockdown Fantasy Football here on the Lockdown Network, and I have an offer for you. Start playing fantasy this football season, and FanDuel will give you a 20% bonus on your first deposit. That's up to $500. That's a big-time bonus, and all you need to do to claim it is to make your first deposit on FanDuel. I love the fantasy contests they have on FanDuel. So many different ways to play, cash games, tournaments. I like to challenge myself there Take my fantasy football knowledge to the next level. Many different types of game formats you can pick from. Main slate, single game, best ball, snake draft, and you can even play private contests with your friends. There's an awesome slate of games on hand every single week. You can get the players that you don't have in your redraft leagues into your lineup. Try to get that big time return on investment. Every week is a new chance for you to win big at FanDuel, and that's what I love about it. Experience season-long wins without the season-long wait. Sign up today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your bonus and start playing today. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Agent location restrictions apply. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires after 30 days. So this is related to that discussion. This is from Coach Judge on Twitter. If Murray or Queen gets picked around 19 to 24, does Green Bay trade up to jump the Ravens to ensure they get the other QB? So essentially the question is, you know, Patrick Queen goes 20. Does Green Bay, with their eyes on Kenneth Murray, say try and move up to jump a team that they think could take him? It's always possible. I, I don't want to say never. I, I you know, it, it, these these machinations are always so fluid. They're they're so unpredictable. I don't want to say never. It would be unpackers like for them to do that. Now they moved up to get Darnell Savage, a player they loved, and they had an extra pick to do it. When you have the extra ammo, the calculations are different. The 30th pick was a bonus pick. And so they were they only had to give up 
a little bit extra to get there. They had some extra ammunition to move up and do that. And you get the extra ammo so that you can do that and feel like you're not really giving up anything to take on the risk. Green Bay, in in this position in time, it would surprise me to see them do that. Because there are other players that at linebacker could help them. And it's never been a position that they've prioritized. So they could believe that, okay, a player in the third round, the fourth round, the fifth round, maybe Curtis Bolton comes back from his ACL and is the guy that they need at, at middle linebacker. Maybe that's a pathway forward and you keep Raven Green, Ibrahim Campbell, and you just keep playing the way you've been playing and you hope you get a little bit better play from that linebacker spot. You, you give Oren Burks the chance to compete and you're better there. Maybe that works. I don't see Green Bay getting impatient with the linebacker spot like that. I just, it, it doesn't seem likely to me, but look, they, they could feel that way if they love one of these guys, especially if Murray, for example, is the guy that goes first because Queen is just so precisely what they need from an athletic standpoint. But Murray is also a tremendous athletic. He can, he can cover. He can move. He can blitz. Mike Patton would love to use him as an A-gap blitzer. But either one of those guys would be a great fit for what Green Bay needs and what Green Bay wants. I don't think they'll get impatient because if both of those guys go, it means there are other players moving down the board. Maybe a receiver falls that they really like. And all of a sudden, that guy is falling into their lap at 30. I just It's not something that they have to press to, to handle. And I don't think they will. I think they're going to stay patient and understand that there are good players that they can get at multiple points of the draft, especially at receiver. Yes, you'd like to get a linebacker early. And maybe if you sign a receiver, that makes it easier to say, okay, one piece away. Go get it. Maybe. It's not crazy by any means. I don't think this is an outrageous scenario. I mean, I think it's something worth considering. I think Green Bay will consider it. I think they'll make calls, especially if they fall in love with one of these guys. But there are also quality players that they can get further down the draft board who can come in and give them you know, decent level play and, and potentially better than that. We see this every year. Guys come in and you don't expect them to, to be really good, and they are. Now, can you bank on that? No, of course not. And you, and you can't plan your team around that. You can't say, oh, well, you know, either, you know, you can get a guy in the fifth and so that's okay. No, you always want to try and add the most amount of talent at the impact positions where you need it. That's, that's the point of any offseason. There isn't really an opportunity to do that in free agency at the cost. Corey Littleton is a player that I hear all the time from Packers fans, and it's just going to be prohibitive in terms of cost. For the same reason that Blake Martinez is going to walk out the door. Teams are going to pay these guys. And I I just don't see Green Bay doing it. Now, they could go out and and they could spend some money. Sign Robbie Anderson, sign Corey Littleton, and now the draft is whatever. Let Brian Belaga walk. You can get an offensive tackle in the first round. Maybe that is how they approach this offseason. I would be very surprised if that's how they did it. But stranger things have happened. All right, we're going to be back tomorrow. More from Locked on Packers, always here to provide everything you need as a Packers fan to get you excited for the offseason. There is not Packers football for a long time, but that does not mean we do not have plenty to talk about the combine just a couple weeks away, free agency uh, just a couple weeks after that, and then all of a sudden, before you know it, the draft will be here, it'll be minicamp time, 
and we'll be in the heart of it. And it'll be 2020 season prep time before you know it. So a lot to get to before then. Be sure to follow it all by subscribing on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts. You will find Locked on Packers. Follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that. 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers. Locked on Packers.